Blog Talk Radio. G's on the podcast. Yo, 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 yo. Outside of Boxing Podcast coming to you live Sunday, February 4th, 2018. Boxing family, what's going on? How's everybody doing on this Super Sunday? Super Bowl Sunday. Man, just got home, got my breakfast in, get my coffee in. I don't really drink coffee too much, but I'm starting to feel the hype coming up. So, uh, yeah, I'm getting ready for this glorious Sunday. See my man Tom Brady win his sixth ring without cheating this time. And, yeah, let's take it to my man D. Willard Wilson at Willard the King. See how my man's doing out there in Houston, Texas. It's a beautiful day out here in California, Willard. How's everything going in, in God's country out there in Texas? Oh, man, no, right now I'm in Michigan, like mid-middle Michigan right now. Chilling. It's uh oh shit. Snow everywhere. Snow wind. You know, so just gonna be low key today. Um, you know, company's gonna do it big with the food and whatnot. So we'll be chilling, watching the game. Hopefully, we can see these clown ass Patriots take a L. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna hold my breath for it. Why, why they gotta be all that? Be clown ass Patriots. That's just a that's a little cheap shot at them, man. Clown. You know you can't ever really disrespect somebody that much, or any worse than calling someone a clown. That's pretty funny though. Yeah. Well, you know what? Cheating. You know, it's more in the cheating light. You know that they think they're they're doing something out there, but you know we'll see. We'll see what the refs do today. Uh, you know, will they be <laughs> biased? Uh, will they call the game fairly? So, but uh, yeah, should be a good game. We'll we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, we don't see no more of that referees celebrating with the Patriots in the end zone. But um, yeah, man, let's get to boxing. Pretty good week um, in boxing. We had some early action yesterday, and um, man, it was a a really damn good show. Um, the showcase that they had could fool a lot of people with the Gilberto Ramirez fight. Um. Which is the one, which is the topic I want to start off with was Gilberto Ramirez. Um, as you mentioned, that's your guy, Willa. Lord of. Comes out. Oh, sort of. Okay. Not that Lord of. he's not. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you know, Top Rank tried to fool a lot of people yesterday. It was a showcase for sure, as we mentioned. You called it the showcase weekend. And what do we always say about showcases, Willa? If you take care of business the way you're supposed to, it covers up the fact that it is a showcase. 
if you struggle and go to the cards in the showcase, you don't get no dab for that. So I'm not going to go too hard on Gilberto Ramirez. I was really excited about his fight last week, as you could tell when you asked me about it. And what I seen yesterday was, man, he was a, he was a fed a sacrificial sheep. You know, he had some pretty good feints during the fight, did some really good body work. A little bit sloppy at times, but that's going to happen when you're throwing a lot of punches. Habib Ahmed, the gentleman on the other side, if you look up his rank on BoxRec, it'll tell you something funny. Um, He's ranked 309. 309. And when he fought, when uh, Gilberto Ramirez had fought, um, his 22nd fight, he fought a guy that was ranked 600. This guy's been fed pretty good sheep, so to speak. Danny Garcia fought Rod Salker one time. He didn't fight multiple Rod Salkers. <laughs> this is a typical Bob Arum matchmaking. Of course, you're going to get a lot of casual fans on ESPN, so um, it makes sense in the business aspect why he did that. Not gonna get, not gonna uh, criticize the Bob Father. He's been doing this for a very long time and knows the business about boxing a lot better than I do. I just call it how I see it. Not gonna give Gilberto Ramirez so much credit. He looked good yesterday, but it was just against a guy by far out of his league. Um, you know, he stopped him in the sixth round. Big, big, big left hook led to the beginning of the end for Mr. Ahmed. But nonetheless, a showcase fight taken care of on a pretty big stage of ESPN. ESPN Box has been doing pretty good for top rank. It's one thing that they got right going on over there. And um, Gilberto Ramirez, hey, he can uh, he can attract um, an audience, that's for sure. We all know about the uh, following that the Latino fighters have. You know, he comes out with the little cowboy hat gimmick. I know they love that. And, um, you know, he took care of work the way he's supposed to. Hats off. Mazel top to him. But I want to see him against better comp. Um, and the same could go for a lot of other guys. Uh, I'm not going to bash him. I know I was telling you earlier today, Willard, that he's on my list and I got something for him. Well, I have a change of heart right now. I don't want to go too hard on the guy because sometimes I catch myself criticizing without giving a second chance. And, um, yeah, so I'm going to let him get this pass for entertaining us. Sure, it wasn't, you know, knocking knocking my man on the ground, spinning his head back, putting some English on it like Danny did, did Salka. But he still put on a pretty good show in his efforts, six-round stoppage. Um, now, was that uh, a little bit too deep of the water against a guy that's ranked 309? I don't know. I think so, but maybe he just wanted to get a little uh, uh, some extra rounds in. Nonetheless, Gilberto Ramirez got the W with a six-round stoppage. What did you think about that fight yesterday? Uh, Willie, did you check it out? Yeah, most definitely. Gilberto uh, is a up-and-coming prospect. 
Mexican fighter that looks unlike any other Mexican fighter we've seen, um, but still giving you that gutsy performance every time. You know, he fight a guy you say was uh, 308, but, you know, he was undefeated. You know, came out there from Ghana. I mean, we knew what was going to happen. Early rounds, he was looking okay. Looked like he came to fight. But, you know, the wear and tear on his body took toll, and then he just started getting beat up, which happens to most uh, Ramirez opponents. Um, this guy's good. He knows how to box. The only thing I see in this game is that he is so long that some of the shots look a little slow. So, But he gave him a good ass whooping yesterday. Like we always say, you know, we, we're going to measure a showcase fight, um, call it what it is, and if you knock your guy out or you stop him, you're getting the A. Um, he gave the people what they wanted to see uh, last night on ESPN and uh, – you know, I'm looking forward to see this guy fight. Like you said, he needs to fight better comp. We'll see, you know, beating the old ass Arthur Abram uh, maybe a year or two ago to get the belt. So he's talking about uh, unifying. He's talking about fighting the best. You know, he's he's speaking English uh, over here, so letting us know that he wants to be a superstar. What I see so far, man, he's climbing up my ranks as a favorite of mine. And, uh, you know, yesterday was a good was a good continuation of pure dominance. So I like what I see. There's no hate on my end. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. You know, um I, I kinda of, I feel you on it. I'm I'm not trying to bring much hate coming out neither because it was a showcase fight. They got this thing going on with ESPN that the ESPN that they're doing. And uh tough competition is not gonna be hard to find. You know, you still got George Groves, you got Darrell, Anthony Darrell, um, you know, you got Chris Eubank Junior, a guy I like. Um, you know, Caleb Truax coming off a huge upset victory against James Aguil, just being in the mix. And then you got the other Darrell, Andre. So, you know, he's got comp out there. Um, and it shouldn't be hard to find. You know, he's talking about doing all this and that. Well, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully that some of those guys um, handle their business and they all meet up in the middle somewhere down the road. Um, you know, I did mention George Groves, too. I was never really sold on George Groves at all. Um, I know a lot of boxing fans have. Uh, George Groves up there and their rank is pretty high. Uh, I don't know. I just don't see it from that guy. I think Gilberto Ramirez beats the dog shit out of him. But that's just me. Um, but, you know, like we said, showcase fight, take care of business, do the fans what they want to see, and don't keep them waiting too long for uh, the inevitable being the knockout victory. Much respect. He handled yeah, he his can, business. Good he can dominate this division, man. You know, um, it's not yeah. – it's all right. It's not – you got Benavidez. You got, I guess, the Durrells. You got James DeGale, even though he looked whack. Eubanks. You know, I guess it's all right. Yeah. But he's probably the best in the division. He just needs to prove it by fighting the best, and that's what he said he wanted to do, so. Yeah, 100%. 100%. He definitely looks like he has uh, – you know, he's got the he's got the body. He's a big dude in there, so he can um, – as long as he stays in his uh, – you know, physical uh, fit condition that he has, um, takes care of himself, and um, seems like he got a good head on him too. So uh, let's see how it turns out, man. He's looking, uh, he's looking legit. He looked really good last night, also. So, um, but nice try, top rank. You uh, you fooled a lot of people, but you ain't fooling me. Those showcases can trick a lot of people, but they're not tricking me. Gilberto Ramirez still got to earn it out there, big fella. But good job for last night. Um, a fight that we had earlier in the day. In the 
boxing, uh, the the Super Series of boxing, we had a pretty good fight, man. I wasn't expecting it to be um, as dramatic as it finished off to be with Mirak Gassif and Yonar Dortikos. Man, pretty good fight. This uh, Moving forward to the finals in the cruiserweight division, Mirak Gassif took care of business in the final fight, <laughs> in the final round of the fight. Uh, dramatic, high, high drama in the final round, knocking down my man three times. And, um, you know, the, the Cuban curse, they call it. I guess you can say it continued. Uh, um, he was in a lot of trouble in that final minute, that final round, I should say. You know, it looks like he was uh, caught escaping from Cuba and, you know, Fidel Castro had him by the balls and, you know, he, he was in a lot of trouble. Uh, you know, he even got punched out the ring towards the end. Felt bad for the guy. He had a lot of heart in there, uh, Dorticos. And, um, you know, he really tried to withstand the the storm that he was, you know, being dealt with. Uh, it, it all started with a huge left hook, sent him to the ground. And it never really seemed like he caught his whips back after that. Um, vicious, vicious left hand. And... Um, you know, the the crowd is hot. It was a, a, a ridiculous scene out there. People were going crazy. No three down knockdown or no three knockdown rule was in effect. Uh, but by the time he got dropped the third time, it was a wrap, man. Uh referee had to step in there and, and say, You're not coming through these ropes and getting back up because uh yeah, it was getting that ugly. Um but very dramatic fight, you know. Uh Gas moves into the into the finals. I think he got uh, against Alexander Usyk, Alexander Usyk, you know, um, a guy who I also would almost favor in that fight. Uh, man, the guys chiseled. These, these cruiserweights were some big motherfuckers, man. Um, even Mirai Gossip yesterday, uh, just dude stone, man, chiseled out there. Um, but it, it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be really damn good, man. Um, I was really surprised yesterday. Uh, like I said, I thought it was going to be a, uh, I thought it was going to be uh, somewhat of a decision, like Alexander's uh, majority decision he just had before this. It was a pretty damn good fight towards the end, man. Um, Willa, did you catch this fight yesterday? Because I know it started early in the day. Um, I was uh, unaware of the time it was going to start, but thanks to my sources. In Seattle, I got the YouTube link sent and uh, was able to check it out there. Um, were you able to catch that fight yesterday, Willard? Because um, I know you're out there in uh, Michigan, and uh, I don't know if you were busy working at the time, but uh, pretty good scrap yesterday, my man. Oh, uh, yeah, no, man. I didn't catch that one. Uh came on a little too early for me. But but I think the Super 6 uh, finals is, is should be a good one. And it's also, if I'm if I'm correct, it's for the it's for all the belts. Um, yes, it is. So we'll have another all- undisputed. We'll have another undisputed champion, uh, which is always a good thing. Even though you know it's in the foreign division, that's what I like to call cruiserweight. <laughs> Nobody knows who any of the hell these guys are, but you know they run that. They run have, that weight uh, class. <laughs> yeah, so they'll have a, you know, whoever this is will have a really, I guess. Pound for pound ranking. I, I mean, if you're undisputed in this game, you need to at least be. I think you should be top ten pound for pound. Um, so, right. 
you know. So even yeah, though definitely. these guys probably aren't, but just off of just off of being undisputed, that should get you at least number ten. So, you know, I think that's a big deal. Uh, even though uh, uh, Usyk or Gassy, whatever his name is, I'm not really too um, familiar with these guys. I've seen Usyk's box a couple of times. Um, and, uh, well, he's not new. He just hasn't had a, uh, a lot of fights yet. He's old, still an older guy, I think. But, but yeah, man, I guess that uh, the finals for the cruiserweight is going to be pretty good. And like I said, for all the marbles, for undisputed champs, that's always a big thing in boxing. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, you know, going through the names of the guys in the, the, the division of the Cruiserweight, it's funny how you mentioned that because, um, you know, it's a, that division is really bright. And um, it seems like that's where, where they're making their money at because go up a few, got some problems. Go down a few, got some problems. Um, but dudes are making work where they're at right now. And, um, you know, I think it, it just uh, – how the physique of these guys are, it makes the most sense for them to fight where they're at. Because, uh, you know, too little to be heavy and, you know, too big to be light. So, uh, but it was pretty damn good yesterday. I liked the fight, man. I was uh, not going to hate on it at all. Um, and with the finals coming up, I believe that they want to have it uh, somewhere around three months from now. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Schedule bouts are subject to change, uh, change because of the uh, commission approval. But it will be against Alexander Usyk, Alexander Usyk for the IBF, WBA, WBC, and WBO cruiserweight title. So, um, as you mentioned, it is a big deal to be a unified champ. Probably deserve it of top ten. Um, you know, undisputed. Uh, undisputed. Undisputed. You're right. Um, you know, uh, Mirai Gassi, 26 and 0, handling business. Alexander Usyk, 14 and 0. So uh, a little bit more of the, um, a little bit more of the uh, advantage would be in the favor of Gossip when it comes to experience. But you know he's known to sleep on also. So uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Both these guys, but, uh, uh, you know, have amateur background, so I don't think it's that big of a deal. You know those uh, Russian cats—they don't fight until they're until they fought us. Uh, 300 uh, amateur rounds anyway, so fights. So Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, it's funny yesterday, uh, switching to our next subject, going back to top rank, we could circle back over there for a second. Um, you know, as Kate Soran Visai, 2017 Outsider Boxing Podcast Fighter of the Year, the guy you called Baby Pacquiao, and that nickname stuck with him ever since we've seen him first beat. Chocolatito when he was in uh, uh, on the undercard for the Triple G Jacobs fight uh, when he had the first upset victory. Looked just like him. Fought just like him for a little bit. Uh, and that's what it was going off of. But Bob Arum, he's cooked himself up a new baby Pacquiao, which they're calling him over there at top ranks. Jerwin Ansejas, Filipino, Kind of strange nickname, Pretty Boy. It's like a, uh, he looks like a little Manny Pacquiao. Uh, and he, he, he fought like Manny Pacquiao yesterday. Big left hand to finish the fight off a counter shot. Um, you know, I, I haven't seen too much of this kid fighting at 115. You're going to definitely need to move up uh, and, and make some noise. 
Hey, Manny Pacquiao used to fight at that at that weight. He ended up fighting up as heavy as uh, 147 and up, I believe so, against the uh, Margarito fight. I don't know if this little guy could come up that big, but, well, I'm going to send you a screenshot if you haven't seen this little guy. Um, but Bob Aaron seemed to cook himself up a new little Manny Pacquiao, and this guy put on a pretty damn good show yesterday, uh, getting rid of his opposition pretty early. Um uh, you know, when, when you see these little guys fighting, they always uh, seem to have a lot of a captivation for the audience because they got fast hands, letting them go. But we all know they don't really have too much pop in them when they're fighting at that low of a weight class. But for the most part, you get to see a pretty damn good scrap. Guys throwing hands, guys landing bombs, counter shots come a little more flush and easy because these guys don't really have too much weight um, heavy above themselves. And for the most part, they're little dudes, and little dudes are little crafty, sneaky dudes with their punches. Um, you know, the referee looked like he was a, you know, he could bully both of them. But um, Bob Am cooking himself up a new little Manny Pacquiao. I wonder if how this is going to work and what's going to happen because yesterday was an attempt to strike back at Showtime, HBO, trying to put on some showcase fights. And say, hey, don't forget, we we were the number one for a while, and we, we're probably still going to be number one in their mind. Because, you know, let's not forget, um, I was doing a lot of trashing of HBO after the Lucas Matisse fight, the wrap-up we had to deal with. Um, and, you know, when it comes down to the numbers, the amount of people that are subscribed to HBO compared to people that are subscribed to Showtime there's a big gap. There's a very big gap. HBO is still with the higher subscription rating and having more people that are tuned into there. Now, it might be, uh, might be having to do with uh, some of the TV shows or the shows that come on for HBO. Um, I'm not really big on TV shows, so I couldn't tell you which ones which are on there. But I think that HBO Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, Game of Thrones. People are super hot about that. I've never seen any – I haven't seen two seconds of that. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I think it is. A lot of people that are uh, tuning in to HBO, or it's more so because of that. And um, HBO kind of uses that, try to make that as leverage, like, oh, we have more subscribers, so we're still number one in boxing. It's not really how it works. But, um, you know, because well, if you looked at the numbers that came out, Lucas Matisse against that bum had a lot more ratings, views, viewership than Earl Spence had against Lamont Peterson. Pretty big gap as well. Now, is that because more people are subscribed to HBO than Showtime? Might have something to do with it. But uh, also the fact of the matter is that Lucas Matisse, Argentinian, he is a draw for the Mexican audience. You know, he speaks Spanish, and uh, he fights Mexican style for uh, the most part. Not the brightest, not the, not the sharpest tool in the drawer, but he does like to brawl, and uh, throughout his career, you know, he um, got a big, big fan base from the Mexican audience. Um, you know, when he was at his probably his highest point, knocking out Lamont Peterson the way he did, and whatever, whatever. But HBO, 
This all comes down to the attempt of them putting on whatever they want because they know that they're going to have high viewership and people want to see that. Now, when it boils down to it, this, uh, this bothers Showtime a little bit because obviously Errol Spence versus Lamont Peterson is a better fight than what we had with Lucas Matisse and the stage victory. Um, but nonetheless, Bob M realizes that he has this opportunity and puts in a guy that looks like Manny Pacquiao, fight style like Manny Pacquiao, and he wants to push that agenda and narrative to the public of this is the new Manny Pacquiao. Will I send you a screenshot of this little guy? Um, I'll send you a link of the, the highlight he had yesterday. Pretty good left-hand counter shot. But yeah, I watched what the do you think about um, Okay, you seen it? Okay. Um, well, what would you think about this little guy? Um, does he look like he can take the nickname from Soren Visa and Baby Pacquiao with his fighting style or not? Um, he looked good out there. Uh, I see what they're trying to push, but his name is Pretty Boy, right? So I think that might be a shot. A shot yeah. at the one they call Manny Pacquiao. I don't think he wants anything to do with that. But, you know, the money's talking, so I guess he'll let them talk as he go. You know, uh, I guess he'll do that. But his name shows where his loyalties lie. That's with Floyd Money Mayweather. But he looked good last <laughs> night. You know, is he – he's more – you know, he's more the baby Pacquiao. You know, Soren B say – I don't – he's not – he's not from uh, – Wherever these fools are from, that uh, where these guys are from, they're from uh, the Philippines. Yeah, I don't think Soren Vise is Filipino, right? Or is he? No, he's. Uh, I can't no, exactly he's remember which. Yeah, yeah, but he's not Filipino. This guy looks like him. If they want to, if you know, I would be happy to let Soren Vise do his own thing because he he just looked like Manny Pacquiao. You know, that was more more of me just being you know a racist, you know, more than anything. He was, you know, so this guy's. This is what he wants to do, um, and he looked like it. He's playing the part. He's Filipino. He's going to have the fans. So if that's, you know, that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing for boxing. So we'll see if he's any good. He gave this. Uh, what's the name? Chavez? Uh, was it? Uh, um, not Chavez. He said shit. Well, nah, Gonzalez. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he gave him that good work all night. He had some drugs on, you know. So I want to see a little more of that. That made me that that fight made me look had me interested because usually when guys aren't taller than the ropes, I don't really care. But you know the way he was catching bombs and throwing back, it was you know yeah. I was uh, excited to see it. So I watched it, and he can be uh, baby Pacquiao if I remember. You know he's more like it. Sora Vise deserves his own name after being, uh, you know, Outsiders Boxing Fighter of the Year last year. Uh, he shouldn't be baby anything. So, new baby yeah. uh, Manny is Akahasis, Ankahasis. Well, how do you say his name? Ankahasis. Uh, I, I was trying to think of how to pronounce it right. I was wondering if it had the, uh, like, a Spanish accent to it because that's a lot of the uh, Filipino race is yeah. from the Spaniards. Side, yeah, Spanish. Uh, yeah. Ca- yeah. Um, Inca- you know, in, probably uh, in Casas. In Casas. I think it's like that. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, so, yeah, I was watching the fight 
Yeah, I was watching the fight at the bar, so I really didn't get to hear any commentary. Um, so I really didn't get to see how they are pronunciating the names. But um, on top of that, uh, the little the little wrap up of that little guy, um, Willa, like the the idea Bob Arum has right now, he obviously knows that he's behind when it comes to talent, but he has the viewership in it um, because of other things that are helping him out. And plus, with the ESPN deal. Um, it's it's a good way to counteract how PBC uh, comes on certain times and has those free fights, you know. Um, but with the whole idea that that uh, Lamont Peterson Earl Spence was a B side fight compared to Lucas Matisse, um, you know, I think the viewership numbers for uh, Spence was somewhere in the uh, 400s, and I think that Lucas Matisse was in the 800s. Um, in that stage fight that he has. Uh, with that said, the idea Bob Arum has of putting Gilberto Ramirez in this showcase fight and the new baby Pacquiao in this fight, do you see it as um, a smart marketing business move by Bob Arum, or is this coming as some sort of a desperation-type move for Bob Arum? Because he could have put on um, a better fight yesterday for both opposition, and, uh, you know, maybe – one of those guys would have took an L or, you know, anything can happen uh, on a big stage. But at the same time, something epic can happen when you have, you know, the opportunity of a great fight and especially being free on ESPN. Um, is it a smart business move by Bob M what he's doing and what he put on yesterday and especially with the, the agenda of this new Manny Pacquiao? Or is it the old man starting to lose his head a little bit and pushing the panic button? Oh, man. Oh, man, R.C., I think you got it all wrong. You know, um, Bob Arum is low-key setting up his future and doing what he needs to do to be um, to still be a major force in this game, you know, like him or not. So he has the top two fighters in the yeah. world on his team, right? He has – now he has a baby Pacquiao so he can tap back into that Filipino uh, – fight fans, you know, so he gets, he got that mm-hmm. to tap back into. He's got the uh-huh. Mexican Gilberto who is a who is a beast out there who's like no other Mexican fighter we've seen. You know what I'm saying? He's setting himself he's setting himself up. He ain't going anywhere and he knows what he's doing. So you know, just watch out. I think uh yeah. I think he's all right. You know, the viewership with you know, with ESPN, all that stuff, you know, he's just setting himself up, and I think he's he's doing a good job. He's he's playing it smart. You don't need to get these guys beat up. You need to build them. You got the English speaking Mexicans. You got the Manny. You got the baby Manny Pacquiao, and you've got the best two fighters in the world. You're looking good. You're all right. Yeah, he's definitely. Uh, definitely got an idea for what he's doing, and you know I'm not mad at it at all. I just, uh, you know, I just want to know where he's going with this move. I'm obviously tapping back into the Filipino fight fans, where they got war going on nonstop over there, unless somebody big from over there is fighting, and it's all peace and hair grease. So uh, uh, that was one of the big things when Manny Pacquiao used to fight, is that you know he damn near brought peace to his country for one night, and then after that, it's back to punching whoever you don't like over there or whatever, whatever it was. Uh, so I, I get what he's doing. I like it. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to criticize because I probably would have went the same route when it comes to making a guy like Gilberto Ramirez fight 
uh, a guy who's ranked 126th. And, um, you know, you got to make your guys look good when you can and get the eyes on the product. After that, then they can start doing the whole, you know, uh, HBO stuff and all that. Um, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, he's also yeah, having hey, a uh, – oh, go ahead, bro. We talked about Crawford, and but uh, real quick, so Crawford is fighting um, welterweight now, so he's no – right, so he's no longer the undisputed uh, – no. No, he vacated the undisputed, title. Yeah, lightweight or whatever. Was he super lightweight? Jun, uh, I Jun, forgot what he was. Junior yeah, junior welterweight champ. So, you know, so now, so whoever wins that cruiserweight championship will be the only undisputed fighter. So that's still a big deal. Sheesh. That, that is a very big deal. You're right. Good point on that one. Good point on that one. Um, yeah, man. Um, especially, uh, you know, shit, since we're talking about titles going out like that, uh, Tyson Fury, a guy who got stripped by, stripped by his ring title, um, it was kind of a surprise to me because they gave him like a mandate. Uh, uh, a mandate. They basically gave him an ultimatum: make a fight by this certain time, or we're taking the belt from you, um, or the title from you. And uh, see, the thing about that is, is Tyson Fury probably not in shape right now, or even close to being in fight shape. Uh, he definitely needs a few months to get that uh, big body back down. But I believe that. The Ring Magazine was saying that he needed to fight a top five competitor or someone in the top five, and that's kind of why Tyson Fury's like, uh, probably not. You know, he hasn't fought for a long time, and for them to basically try to dictate Tyson Fury into getting a top five fight opposition just to keep a, a the lineal title or the uh, the Ring Magazine title, like after not fighting in how long? That's crazy. It's ridiculous. You you look at the heavyweight division. Who's he gonna fight coming off that long of a layoff? You got Deontay Wilder, Luis Ortiz, Anthony Joshua. Um, uh, what's the the dude's name that's uh, that uh, AJ's fighting? I can't think of it right now. Um, shit, but I mean, um, you know, there's a lot of competition out there, man. Um, Povetkin's still out there. I think he's somewhere in the top five rankings. Um, <clears throat> You know, it's not a, it's not anything that's going to be easy for a guy like Tyson Fury. Look, he's he's talking about coming back and and uh, doing his thing this year. Probably let him get someone uh, a tune-up fight. Let him fight Dillian White or let him fight uh, Shannon Briggs or something like that. I I, I don't I don't think that's right for them to kind of try to bully him into fighting top five opposition after being laid off for so long. Now do you wonder why Tyson Fury and the rest of the gypsies out there have this idea that. They're never treated fairly. Um, now, yeah. Are, yeah, you know that, that? Uh, that Fury did. He said that he was sending the a contract to Shannon Briggs. I don't know if that was last night I saw that or the night before, but he sent out a little YouTube where he was saying, Shannon Briggs, I'm sending uh, the, the contracts coming your way. Be in shape. Be ready. So looks like that's who he's trying to fight right now, Shannon Briggs. Yeah, it will be his uh, comeback fight. That'll be a good fight too. I like that. That's a uh, two shit talkers. Um, they've been going at it back and forth for a couple of months now. Um, Shannon Briggs, he just trolls anybody he can possibly get a hold of, and uh, that's a big money fight for Shannon Briggs, um, a guy who hasn't had the best of luck coming off his recent suspension um, for his protein shakes. And um, 
you know, Shannon Briggs, a charismatic, a likable guy when you hear him talk in some of these interviews instead of just his yelling that he does on social media where, you know, you hear Let's Go Champ about 50 times in a one-minute clip. Um, but when you, when you hear these interviews with Shannon Briggs, it's like, how could you not like the guy? Um, you've had it rough, um, especially after getting, you know, damn near killed in the ring by Vitaly Klitschko and not getting a purse for that. I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to go against Shannon Briggs. I like the guy. Um, he's obviously had some wrongdoing. And uh, that's going to bite him in the ass. And uh, it's affected his pockets for sure. So it makes 1,000% sense why he would try to get this fight with Tyson Fury. Because Tyson Fury, you know, he's the one who knocked off Klitschko and pretty much took his ball and went home. Um, He trolled Klitschko for a whole rematch and and all that. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I I really hope to see this fight. I hope it's not just smoke and mirrors, you know. Um, but, uh, Will, I believe you said we have Janelle with us. Let's go to, uh, Janelle, see how he feels, see if he's seen some of those fights yesterday. Does he have a comment on Gilberto Ramirez fighting a guy that's ranked 309? Uh, was he impressed with the cruiserweight, Murat Gassif? Um, I'm just throwing these fights out there in case Janelle hadn't heard what we've been talking about this whole time. But Janelle, what's good, my guy? What's going on, guys? Um, Actually, um, I didn't. There was fights yesterday. I actually missed the fight yesterday. I just bought a townhouse, so I'm in the process of, of uh, moving in and stuff, and still rearranging things. So, um, okay. I, 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 yeah, I actually missed all the fights, but uh, I'll catch them definitely today on uh, on replay, I guess. Okay, no, no, no problem, no problem, no problem. There, um, they had a. Basically, some showcases going on with uh, with uh, top rank put on ESPN. Like I mentioned, Gilberto Ramirez was fighting a a guy outside of his his his, his class, really. Um, and uh, they pushed the false narrative to the people yesterday. They even had a baby Pacquiao in the making. Uh, so when you catch those fights out, um, yeah, you, you'll be able to see some of the resemblance with this little guy that was fighting, and then you'll be able to see what I'm talking about with Gilberto Ramirez. Uh, pretty much ragdolling a man on the other side of the ring. Um, but the uh, cruiserweight uh, tournament that they had going on, Murat Gassir is going to be in there with Alexander Usyk in the finals. Um, possibly in about three months, I believe, down the road. See how that one goes. I'm pretty sure. I should have actually called Nino today and see how hyped he was. I'm pretty sure he had out uh, Irish Patty's lotion watching that fight because the cruiserweight's is the what, what what'd you call that earlier, Phil? The cruiserweight division is the what division? The foreign division. To me. Ah, the foreign division. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. I like that. <laughs> um but yeah, Janelle, um uh, have you been keeping an eye on this cruiserweight uh tournament that's been going on? Um no I haven't. Actually I haven't. I mean, like uh said, I mean that's a good one, the whole foreign division. That's actually a good one. Uh but um, not, I, I haven't paid attention to it too much. All right, I'm striking out with you. Uh, okay, what about the uh, the uh, uh, Tyson Fury situation? I just mentioned right now he got stripped of his title because they said that he didn't uh, schedule a fight soon enough, but they were expecting Tyson Fury to schedule a fight against top five opposition for, from the long layoff that he's had. Um, 
the disrespect of that level, Janelle. Um, now, you, you uh, are in the combat sports game. You know how it is uh, when you haven't had a fight per se. Um, as soon as you regularly do, and uh, sometimes if you have a, a month later than you're used to, two months or whatever it be, you feel it when, it's, when it comes to training camp and also on fight night, the difference in uh, the body preparation and all that stuff. And, um, you know, Janelle, you're a big guy. What are you, what are you pushing at right now? I mean, Tyson Fury is a straight joke, man. That dude is a joke. I mean, he's, I mean, he's just an attention whore, Whoa. it seems like. I mean, he's sitting from the sidelines for all these years after the Crisco fight, and he's still talking shit like he's an attention whore. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, he has pretty good mic skills and all. I mean, I mean he could probably sell a fight because of his talking his ways, but it's like, come on, be honest with him. This guy looked like he was damn near 300 pounds at one time. I mean, it's just like his fat, chubby, disgusting-looking ass. Man, he needs to sit his ass down somewhere, man. He's not, I mean... I mean, he comes back. I'm quite sure it'll be a draw. Okay, because okay, okay, he's the man who stopped the Klitschko's reign, and they're probably trying to build up a fight between him and Joshua, being that they were the last two guys to beat uh, Klitschko. So he's probably trying to build that up or something. But it's like, yeah, I mean, this guy just needs to I – mean, I mean, he needs to go somewhere, man. He needs to just fade into the sunset. I don't really care too much for him. I mean, he's just yeah, – I mean, he's just uh, – I mean, He's just the lineal champion. what? That he's just a lineal champion. After all these years, you call him a champion? After all these years and fought so many years, and you still call him a champion? Yeah, he's the lineal champion because he's, yeah, he's coming back. I mean, just like George Foreman was I, the lineal champion while he was yeah, chilling for a little he, bit. That's he's, just how no, he's no champion. He's no champion. Nothing he's here the lineal champion. How long? Man, please, I don't man. know. Three years? Man. Lineal champion. Hey, he hasn't fought in all these years, even associating with a champion. That's, that, that, I mean, that's a slap in the face of sport of boxing. That's exactly what it is, man. He ain't no champion or nothing. He hasn't fought in too many damn years, and he's a champion. Nonsense. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. My car must up the road. There's a lot of snow Whoa, out here right now on that. Yeah, yeah, Hold yeah. Hold on, man. Take care of yourself after break that. Was. Hold on. <laughs> be, be safe out there, my man. But, yo, you... You call my man Tyson Fury. Well, not my man. I just say that in reference. But uh, oh, I was about to say. I was about to say. He let us know what was. I didn't know he was nah, Puerto nah, Rican. <laughs> no, nah, I, nah, I didn't mean it like that, fellas. Come on now. But I'm just saying, you call him an attention whore, and he's possibly going to be lining, sending a contract supposedly to another attention whore, Shannon Briggs. Does that fight do anything for you, Janelle? Or will you be skipping that one when it comes out and watching it on replay sometime? I think that I might be uh, I might well, be I'll in tune with that fight. I think I'll watch it, especially the build-ups to be interesting because both guys, you know, I mean, Shannon Briggs with his, with his little uh, yeah. uh, – But Shannon Briggs, I think Shannon Briggs got brain damage, honestly. I think Vitaly Kuskos could ruin some uh, – he ruined some screws upstairs in his head because ever since that, he just – I mean, um, uh, Vitaly ruined that guy because he's just like – he's really lost his head. But both guys have been associated with steroids, hasn't they not? It's like, yeah, and uh, Sh- Shannon Briggs been, uh, you know, there's a little bit, there's a lot of bit of smoke actually about Shannon Briggs. He's uh, in fantastic shape still after all these years. Uh, you know, Cannon is still chopped, and uh, for being an old guy, a guy older in age, tough to do. <laughs> so uh, there might be some, uh, some of those. Uh, I mean, uh, I in, the, in the gym. I mean, the press conferences, I mean, that should be definitely interesting. I mean, I, I mean I'll definitely uh, tune to that 
I mean, I'll watch the fight itself, but, I mean, come on. The, but for people to call this guy a champion, a champion at all, any kind of champion, I don't care if he's a paper champion. He ain't no champion. You know what I mean? I don't even want to hear that. I don't, I don't even want to hear that shit. I mean, I, mean, I definitely was going to the fight. I think the build up will be more exciting than the fight is going to be, honestly. I, 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 I can guarantee yeah, that. For sure. Um, for sure. For sure. Oh, that, that's gonna be epic yeah, yeah. for sure. But uh, the the main the big news today, guys, or not today during this week, I just wanted to cover up the fights yesterday and then something that was brought up with Tyson Fury, um, kind of saved the main event for last, if you want to call it that. Um, Floyd M M Mayweather been trolling this week, posting videos going in a cage, posting videos in the cage barefoot, talking about what's the odds, Patty? What are the odds? Then a few days ago, he posted a picture in a cage with uh, TMT mixed martial arts gloves on. Floyd Mayweather is really pushing this narrative that he can fight in the MMA, but for the grand total of a billion dollars for possibly a three-fight contract. I don't know how it's going to work. They had, um, you know, the Mayweather team meeting up with Steven Espinoza uh, Thursday or Friday talking about what are the, you know, how the whole business aspect and the possibility is going to be if Floyd Mayweather gets in the MMA and uh, fights in the UFC possibly. So, um, you know, Floyd is smart, man. He's a smart dude. When he put that video out the first day, people were all over it. The Internet was going crazy. You had Floyd Mayweather back in the spotlight a day after they announced Canelo Triple G. Kind of stole the thunder there from Oscar. Um, and uh, it really did. And, uh, man, it was, it was really crazy how Floyd – could just get the people like that. He had the boxing fans on, like, turning their heads sideways, but he had the MMA fans going ridiculous. And uh, I mentioned earlier that the uh, subscriptions from HBO and Showtime, they, they're, they're pretty good. But I guarantee you if you go to the uh, UFC, what is it, the uh, Fight Pass or whatever it is that they have, similar subscription for their network, um, they're in the millions. They have a lot of viewers over there. They have a lot of fans. They have deep pockets over there. The company sold for $4.2 billion. Now, they're not really spending that money, giving it to their fighters. They're profiting, in my belief. I don't have any proof of this, but I believe that they're pocketing 75% of what they, what they earn each time they put out an event or a pay-per-view, and they give the fighters the crumbs, and the company pretty much just takes everything else because it's the only game in town. They don't have a union. Um, if they want to go fight in Bellator, uh, you, they could probably uh, make a little bit more money maybe, depending with the sponsors and all that stuff, because the UFC stripped that also. Um, but nonetheless, Floyd Mayweather, it's, uh, it, it's funny to me because, you know, MMA fans, uh, UFC fans in general, um, it seems like you can't have it both ways. I, 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 I watch a few UFC fights. Um, with a guy like Cody Garbrandt, or I watched the Conor McGregor fights 100% uh, because he was a special talent. Um, but it's either one or the other. You, you don't really see too many guys who are a fan of both sports, and that's why we have this whole UFC versus boxing. But the UFC fans for years were saying that, you know, boxing's dead, dead in the waters. UFC's taken over. You had Joe Rogan. Um, I forget who it was that he was roasting on ESPN. Uh, talking about how UFC is going to swallow boxing in whole and, you know, basically just devour what's left over from the dinosaur company and boxing being that it, what it was. Uh, but their pay-per-view numbers 
are declining drastically. Their views are declining drastically. Conor McGregor was a big deal, but he knew where to come to make it big time. And for the UFC fans that were saying how dead boxing is, it's just funny to me how they need boxing's legendary Floyd Money Mayweather to save them. With me mentioning the fact that they are hurting the ratings and pay-per-view buys, they sold for $4.2 billion and they profit 75% of the company earnings and drop off the rest of the crumbs to the fighters. So they're still profiting big money. Um, the, the problem is for how much they sold for, the buyers of that, they're not making back the money that they put into it so fast. But with deep pockets, the possibility of Floyd Mayweather coming into a three-fight deal of MMA, that's big fucking money. That is big fucking money. And Floyd... He's got all the money in the world. He's a, a competitor, grew up his whole life knowing just compete. That's why he's been in some of these uh, retired comeback, retired comeback. Money gets bored staying at home, spending money, or going out, spending money. That shit's old. He's used to the fight game, grew up in it. So, Willa, the possibility of Floyd Mayweather in an octagon, I think it's highly possible because Floyd Mayweather, in all these videos and stuff he's posting, he's not posting this stuff and saying, by the way, Devontae Davis is fighting so-and-so coming up. By the way, um, you know, Babu Jack's got a fight coming up. It's all about him, self-promotion. He's not trying to put anybody else over, and he seems to be serious as fuck. And like I mentioned, with all the money Floyd's got, can he pay for some top-of-the-line trainers to at least just give him a basic how to defend yourself in certain situations because it seems easy if an MMA guy is going to try and shoot on Floyd Mayweather, do a little step back uppercut, something like that. But, um, you know, it's a really crazy time we're in right now. And I mentioned on the OTG show when we were there, um, I think probably me me and Janelle. I know Janelle was on board. I, I really did believe that Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather were going to fight. And I said it was only a matter of time. A lot of people brushed it off like, that shit ain't going down. But with Floyd Mayweather, if it makes dollars, it makes sense. Willa, the possibility of this fight happening, what are you giving it, man? I'm giving it, hey, if there's a billion dollars to be made, I'm giving it a 100% chance of happening. If there's anything less, I don't. It's not going to happen. But for a billion dollars, I think Floyd will put his everything on the line. You know, he'll put the him being one of the best ever to do it. He'll put the legacy of boxing on the line. He's putting a lot of stuff on the line. But for a billion dollars, I think he would he would definitely do it. So we'll see how much they're willing to pay to uh, shit on boxing. Because if he loses, then that's it. They've got the upper hand that always, they could always say, well, you're one of your best came and he got his ass whooped. You know, so I don't want, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see Floyd go out like that, but for a billion dollars, I can't, I can't, you know, I would do the same thing. Oh yeah. They'll have to do some sort of stipulation. Like, you know, Floyd would be like, yo man, I let Connor have eight ounce gloves when I fought him. Everybody thought he was going to kill me because of that. So in my fights, you guys can't do submissions or something like that. Like, 
I'm as casual as it gets when it comes to the MMA game and all that stuff. But I think if you put Floyd in there with a guy who's uh, a stand-up fighter, that would be easy work. And let's just and look, they're not saying that he's going to fight Conor McGregor. That's just what everybody's assuming. That would be kind of crazy because you know Conor did get his ass whipped by Floyd. But when it comes to his rule set, um, he has a lot of dynamic things that he does in that, uh, not with his hands. So um, if, if Floyd gets in there, a three-fight deal with three bums, um, <laughs> can he knock some of these guys out? Well, he'll be the sharpest puncher in MMA, that's for sure. No, there's no MMA fighter that can time someone like Floyd Mayweather can time someone. Um, and, and it gets a lot of the barroom-type fights. But, uh, um, yeah, that's the one thing that's kind of hidden about this. We're just assuming it's going to be Conor McGregor. Uh, they've been going at it on social media again. You know, Conor posting a picture saying so- – Fulta Mayweather and Floyd posting stuff on Monday. Uh, usually females have a hashtag MCM for Man Crush Monday, but Mayweather made his own saying Mayweather Crush McGregor. Um, and, and I mentioned on uh, the uh, Facebook group, um, both of them that I follow with you guys, that this ain't just Floyd posting stuff for no reason. He's a smart businessman when it comes to it, and he's not just trolling Conor McGregor after, what, after four months? from their last fight, uh, five months. Like, Floyd ain't just doing this stuff out of nowhere for no reason. Um, is he doing it to take some of the shine from Canelo Triple G2? Possibly. I think uh, there's no way in hell Floyd could fight. Uh, come Cinco de Mayo, I don't, uh, uh, you know, would he, would he try to steal the thunder from Oscar again? <laughs> you know, Oscar would lose his fucking mind. Um, but I'm sure it is pissing Oscar off. Uh, Floyd being the businessman that he is. Uh, but Janelle, if you're still with us, you are involved in the sport of mixed martial arts. Floyd Mayweather 100% has the hand skill that nobody else has in MMA. The possibility of him getting a three-fight deal for a billion dollars, what is the possibility you think on that? And what realistic chance does Floyd Mayweather have in an octagon? What? Uh, for one, I think people are overthinking things. I think what's going on uh, between Floyd and McGregor it, it, is in cahoots, and they plan on basically investing into the sport of MMA. That, and that's what I truly believe is going on. It's, it's not Floyd himself. Oh, okay. Like, I believe that at 40 years old, Floyd knows that, okay, one, he doesn't push anymore in boxing. Or that's why he didn't fight a, a certain guys. Not even his last fight, his last three fights. It's, it's been for a while now he hasn't been fighting top level world to reach. And, and, and that's for a reason, you know. I really believe that, it's like I said before, that Dana White's going to regret letting McGregor go and, and, and fight Floyd in boxing, not because that McGregor's going to lose, is the fact that as much money as he made, you think about it, he made one, in that one fight, he made more money than, than every UFC fighter combined made throughout their whole career. Just let that sink in for a minute. That made McGregor feel as if he's bigger than the, the whole banner itself. And this is why he hasn't fought since in the UFC. And I don't think he's going to blow his money. I don't think he, I think he's looking to invest and bring his other European guys into their own banner. And McGregor has a mouth. He has a mouth that can sell his brand up bigger than Dana White or does the UFC. I truly, I truly believe that. I think everyone believes that, 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 that when a guy speaks, everybody shut their mouths and, and watches this guy. It's like back in the 90s, late 90s, oh, when The Rock was doing his thing, WWF. And uh, if anybody was talking around me, 
I'll shut up. And I'll turn to you that full blast because the rap always gave you a good laugh. And, and McGregor does that. And, and I truly believe that, that him and Mayweather plan on investing in MMA. I could see that oh, Al Heyman of being the mastermind behind the whole thing because Al Heyman is a smart businessman. I don't think Floyd is, is, is a brilliant guy. He's brilliant in the boxing ring, but the reason why he hasn't gone broke yet in his career, I think that's because of Al Heyman, uh, being that he befriended Al Heyman, or uh, he made friends with Al Heyman, and how and how Heyman just told him how to invest money wisely. And that's what happened. And, um, and I believe that's what's going to happen right here. I mean, these guys are basically investing. He might create the own thing. He might rival the UFC. It's like how the XFL rivaled the NFL. I mean, it didn't last long, but now it's talking that it's coming back again. I could I could see that happening because right now the UFC is moving stock. As you mentioned earlier about how um, they sold it, um, uh, one thing that's going on right now UFC is the best fights not being made anymore. It's like they allowed uh, Diaz and McGregor to fight numerous times, and Diaz wasn't even at the time he wasn't the champion at the time at 155. He wasn't the champion at 170 or whatever. But that's what the fans. I guess uh, it was a lot of trash talk around it, and. And, and they just made the fight. But, yet it wasn't like a top-level contender, like a top-level contender. It wasn't one or two fighting. You no, know, it wasn't champion fighting. So it's like, you know, uh, it's been a bunch of bullshit fights made in the UFC since he sold it. I mean, no one could disagree with that. A lot of people talk about it a lot. So um, they're basically losing stock. And, and I think Floyd Mayweather is just looking at his chops at getting at investing in MMA. And both him and McGregor, I think it's Dan Cahoots with this. And this is going to be Dana White's biggest nightmare. And I said it from the start that he's going to regret letting McGregor go into boxing. And that's what's happening. Because his cash cow hasn't fought since the UFC. Uh, you know that rubs yeah. the wrong way. Yeah, you say, hey, I'm telling you right now, Marcos words, uh, McGregor going have a, a, a lot of his uh, team guys come under his banner, up-and-coming guys. And he's going to, hey, I'm saying, he's, he's going to break off some good bread up there. I'm not just him with Al Heyman and Mayweather. Trust me, just mark those words. But I don't see Floyd fighting the UFC. Not at 40 years of age. Uh, I don't think it's happening. It's an investment that he's doing. He's going to promote his brand is what he's doing. And I'm telling you, mark those words. Tim McGregor is teaming up. Trust me. That's a, uh, that's a, and that's that's a good break. They, um, they, uh, I was, uh, you know, kind of looking back on this, like the kind of freak show fight that it would be. Um, I'm sure you remember Janelle Muhammad Ali when he fought Antonio Inaki, you know, a boxer against a professional wrestler uh, that they had back in Tokyo uh, in 1976. Um, kind of crazy. It's, this stuff is not like it's it's not this this possibility of Floyd doing this UFC idea is not outside the realm of possibility, you know. Um, but I, I really like where you went with the idea of Floyd investing rather than. Um, getting himself in that type of danger zone because Floyd Mayweather, um, he doesn't react well to being in dangerous spots. Um, you know, when Miguel Cotto busted him up, uh, that was the last time Roger Mayweather trained Floyd Mayweather. Um, when he got his first cut against Marcos Maidana, the mental weakness of Floyd Mayweather was ridiculous. Um, he was like, I can't see. I got a cut. I can't see. Uh, and just look at it, ref. He was like, he was in pure panic. Um, luckily for him, Rafael Garcia, RIP, great cut man, took care of that cut, and you didn't see it bleeding at all as soon as he got out the corner. But Floyd Mayweather, 
I don't think he would want to be in that kind of danger zone where if he was to get taken down, catching some elbows to the head or nothing like that, he wouldn't know how to react. Um, we've seen guys go off the rail when they get one L. Um, you know, uh, some people take it good. Adrian Broner to Maidana said he's going to party like he won anyway. Some people lose their fucking mind. Like Leo Santa Cruz when he lost to Carl Frampton. He was losing his mind after the fight. And that's one thing we never got to see with Floyd Mayweather is how he would react to a loss. Um, you know, hardcores out there would say that, you know, he did lose already. Uh, he lost, you know, numerous times. But that's just bottom line, box rec, and the record tells you different. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't think Floyd would, would uh, be willing to do that. Um, but if the price is right, definitely there would have to be some sort of stipulations that doesn't enable those guys to do some of the stuff that they uh, do on the regular uh, to a guy like Floyd Mayweather. Uh, it, it could end up pretty ugly. Floyd, not the biggest of guys. Um, you know, he's a tiny guy. You know, Maria Sharapova towered over Floyd Mayweather. He's a little dude. But um, crazy news, man. Uh, I, when I seen it, it's just going off throughout this whole week. It's like Floyd Mayweather, the guy that they thought was an idiot, um, you know, couldn't read or anything like that. Floyd is interviewed saying he hasn't even touched the touched the uh, the Pacquiao pay, or the uh, the Conor McGregor paycheck. He's living good. Um, but, um, you know, crazy stuff going on, man. Um see how this whole thing turns out. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, smart man, smart man, though, for doing this. Uh, hopefully it could uh, keep some of his stuff going because uh, at the end of the day, Floyd Mayweather is a great fighter. I enjoyed watching his fights. Uh, a lot of people that pay to see him lose and are always pissed off after spending money on a pay-per-view saying how he ran, this and that. Uh, nonetheless, man, boxing is a better sport uh, when you have Floyd Mayweather in the news. Uh, that's just me. I like it. Um, but Willa, on this Super Bowl Sunday, we are, uh, you know, I don't know. Are we, are we missing it? Oh, we're missing one more thing. Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones Jr. That dude, you know, there's always some of these posts that you see on social media when they have a picture of, of a variety of different fighters. And they'll say, what fighter got you in the boxing? And it says a lot about people, mostly when, uh, say, someone says Manny Pacquiao. Someone says, uh, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, there's a lot of people that uh, Manny Pacquiao fans are delusional. All this stuff uh, kind of just, uh, it, it puts a narrative of what you think about a boxing fan when it comes into it. But I remember, well, guy that got me into boxing, it wasn't Mike Tyson, it wasn't Muhammad Ali, it was Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones Jr., ever since I was a weed lad, a little mustache at the time, I always liked watching Roy Jones Jr. Um, you know, uh, P. Cola in the house. Roy Jones Jr. would go down ultimately as my favorite fighter of all time. Love Roy Jones Jr. Um, I don't like how he's prolonged the career. Um, as I mentioned, I like how Floyd's still in boxing but I'm not really happy with how Roy Jones is still in boxing, especially when he got stopped in uh, Russia when he was a buddy-buddy with Vladimir Putin and all that. Um, for, for, for a certain time, people actually believed that Roy Jones had some sort of 
fantasy that, you know, his way to go out in life was to go out in the ring. Um, I was always afraid of Roy Jones um, getting into some tough fights later in his career. You know, boxers never retire when they're supposed to. Um, He's got a good gig with uh, HBO, um, and and it says a lot for a fighter who's uh, pretty good on the mic uh, for taking, you know, as many shots to the head that he had. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. was, uh, you know, he was the, the biggest star in his time, uh, you know, until Antonio Tarver changed that. Uh, devastated, devastated when that happened. Uh, then the blueprint was out on Roy Jones. Ain't got no chin. Um, but Roy Jones Jr., nonetheless, says that this is going to be his last fight. I hope so because I don't want to see him continuously. I'm not going to say tarnish his career, but um, – but, you know, just the way he's prolonging it, um, the man is 65-9 and nine with 47 knockouts. He's been at it for a long time. And uh, he even fought a fan, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's crazy. He's been in so long, uh, and I don't think it's a financial deal. But uh, this Thursday, February 8th, 2018, Roy Jones Jr. has a fight at the Pensacola Bay Center in his hometown of Pensacola, Florida. Uh, the opponent is to be announced, but Roy Jones Jr. most likely in the showcase of all showcase fights. Um, I think that, you know, he should fight Bernard Hopkins again, see if Hopkins wants that get back. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, Roy Jones Jr. will always go down in my boxing history as my favorite fighter. Uh, the whole hands behind his back, Everything that was so flashy about Roy Jones Jr., um, you know, some of his epic moments for body shots. Uh, um, man, it, it's just so much to, to, to put into place, man. Uh, I, I love the Vinnie Paz fight. Uh, Roy Jones would put on showcase of showcase, the showcase king. Um, lightning, lightning fast, the man went up all the way to heavyweight and got a title. There was nothing that he couldn't do. And when people before Triple G had this little uh, gimmick of he wants to break the the defending record of uh, most title defenses, that's why he doesn't move up. That's why he don't need to move up and fight Andre Ward. That's why he don't need to move up and fight so-and-so. He just wants to defend the belts. But they'll say a guy like Bud Crawford, all he needs to move up. He's lost the division. You know, it's always a – a double-sided plate in boxing, but you just think about this. What was the downfall of Floyd, of uh, Roy Jones Jr.? Was that moving up in weight? It diminished his speed. Um, everything about what made him so special changed because his body changed. If Roy Jones Jr. stayed at his prime division for his entire Let's say if he just wanted, not say his entire career, but let's say he wanted to set a record for the most title defenses. Triple G would never catch Roy Jones Jr. if that's the case. They want to talk about Triple G. This is history. If Roy Jones wanted, he could have had this shit be untouchable. So when they give me the whole idea of Triple G, middleweight champion, he wants to defend all the titles. And, you know, I don't buy it. It doesn't sell me. But, 
Willow Wilson, man, it's uh, bittersweet for me to say Roy Jones Jr. is having a final fight. Love the man's career. But as a fan of his, I don't want to see him in the ring no more. I don't want to see him take some of these shots. Because when he got knocked out in Russia, that was an ugly sight, man. Uh, you know, how he was just laid out flat. Uh, um, I don't ever want to see that again. So I hope that he has a bum of bums come in there. Maybe they find somebody off the streets or they could find some of those guys on Triple G's uh, box rec. And uh, get Roy Jones out of there with the W. Let him come out and rap and let him rap afterwards and let him have a little concert mixed with the boxing match and let him go out on his uh, latest of terms. But uh, Roy Jones Jr., well, um, what do you have to say about the man's career and how it's uh, scheduled to end coming up this week? Fighting TBA, I think that's a good sign. I think it's good. Uh, Number 75, you know, this is 75th fight. He's going to hang it up, you know. um, 75 fights. It seems like a lot this day and age, but you know, back in the day, seventy-five that was that was a that was that was light work, you know. So, Roy Jones is True. out here living his life, and he's, uh, you know, I'm glad to see. As fans, we should be glad to see him getting his last hurrah in Pensacola in this hometown. You know, he's he's tearing up a little bit at the uh, at the the media days and stuff like that at the press conferences. So I think this is his last one. I think he feels it. I think he's going to give us a good show, uh, super showcase, get the KO, classic um, uh, classic move of rapping afterwards. Um, you know, Roy Jones Jr., he's one of the greatest. Uh, if, you know, after Floyd Mayweather, before Floyd Mayweather, it was Roy Jones. As the as the man, so you know, we'll give him more of his uh, our official RIP ceremonies next week. Um, as him going down as the Hall of Fame, he'll be a first first ballot Hall of Famer uh, right out the bat. Um, so you know, it's yeah. good to see it. Hopefully, will I watch it? I might even try to make make a chance to watch it, man. I got this little new new app on my phone that's giving me all the sports. So, hey, what uh, is that, man? I might check that. I mean, I can't say I can't say it on on the air. I might uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll text it to you. You can't do that. Come on, bro. I'm trying to set okay. me up. Okay. Yeah, let me know. Let me yeah. know, man. You can't be holding up. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no. you know, hey, I'm I'm glad we get to see this last one. Roy Jones, one of the greatest ever, and uh, hopefully he goes out and not rigor mortis, you know, hopefully he gets this win. Hopefully he fights a guy like oh, yeah. uh, like Wilder fought. I think it was his 22nd fight or his 10th fight or something like that. Janelle posted it. Maybe he fights a guy like that. But even <laughs> a guy like that might be able to one, one, one false move and Roy Jones might go to sleep because his chin is very, very fragile right now. Yeah. Yeah, one, one fucking 100% on that, man. Um, Let's, I, I want to see him fight a midget. Put him in there with a midget. That'd be cool. But um, but yeah, well, like you said, we'll have a a, a well well played out send off home for Roy Jones next week. 
we'll get that boys to men cracking for, for Roy Jones and um, give him his, his, his propers for everything that he's given to the sport of boxing. It's the least that we can do here at the Outsiders Boxing Podcast to a guy who's uh, first ballot Hall of Fame, as you mentioned, without question, and well-deserved of a good send-off into the sunset. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't wait. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, I will definitely try to arrange this and uh, see how I could uh, watch this uh, this fight on when it comes out for sure. But uh, um, let's go to Janelle, see what he's got to say about this coming up. And, I mean, Janelle, if you got anything that sticks out to you from what Roy Jones Jr. did in his career, some of his uh, epic moments with his, whether it be his ring walk or his his uh, flashiness in the ring, uh, everything that Roy Jones did. Talk about a trailblazing legend coming up on his last fight. Um, yeah, man, uh, uh, one of the best. And um, he will get his last hurrah coming up on the eighth. Uh, your, your take on this one, Janelle. Well, it's been a long time in coming. You know, you know, Floyd, I mean, not Floyd, but Roy definitely did ruin his, um, or tarnish his legacy a bit because everybody, rem- I mean, it's like, for instance, like, like, I recently had a debate on Facebook where, where people were saying that guys like fucking uh, Triple G would knock uh, Roy out of his prime. I'm like, come on, y'all forgot where Roy was in his prime? I, I mean, it's like everybody just remembers this version of Roy, but it's like Roy in his prime was just so dominant. But again, I mean, you don't even blame people for saying that. You blame Roy because he stuck around way too long, way past his prime. I mean, on the same note, you said the guy should have retired at a certain time. But on the same note, hey, man, you're not paying the man's bills. So it's like, hey, so I, I said, who yeah. am I to say that? You know, I mean, the, you know, the guy can still make some good money. I'm fighting fish. I'm mean, shit, why not? I, mean, I definitely would even, you know, I mean, you know? I'm, so this is what it is. I'm, I'm not paying his bills. I'm not kids or whatever. So, hey, but, but, as far as um, I mean, yeah, it's been a long time coming, man. I mean, I hope I hope Roy does go out with a bang knockout. Bernard Hopkins went out, but I hope Roy does go out with a victory and uh, chalk up a victory and just uh, and just call it days. Fame since that um guy has a job right now. I'll, I'll comment on HBO. I love seeing him whenever he puts Max Kellerman in his place for saying dumb shit. Henry Royal, you know, <laughs> yeah, correct. And uh, yeah, both him and Andre Ward are actually good commentators. I wouldn't mind seeing those two teaming up and uh and doing a show together. Eliminate Max Kellerman and the other guy. But it's like, hey, hey, kudos to Roy. I, I take my hat off to him. I mean, I'm in his prime. I don't care what nobody says. Prime for prime, Roy's the most dominant boxer I've ever seen. I mean, no one has ever. I mean, I mean, I mean, the guy went so long, close to losing the fight until Tarver. You know what I mean? And people just forget about how phenomenal that man was in his prime. And it's just, I, 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 I'm just a cry of shame. It's a cry of shame because people saying today about how these guys today would fucking clobber Roy. And not light heavyweights, but people saying these fucking middleweights would fucking give Roy a run for his money today. I had somebody fucking debate me about how Canelo, if he keeps up his buyer attack, even he will stop Roy in his prime. I'm like, come on, man, stop it. <laughs> I mean, go, I'm go put some tapes in on Roy. In the fucking '90s, you'll see what I mean. But that man was untouchable. You know what I mean, but hey, it is what it is, man. These new jacks, I guess. I guess these are really new jacks that's just living in the moment. But hey, y'all, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Well, fellas, it's been a pleasure. 
having some boxing talk with my favorite dudes in the game. Um, appreciate it, man. But this is Super Bowl Sunday, and um, we're probably going to get out of here a little early today. We got to go uh, set up everything for the day, getting started, uh, barbecue and all that good stuff, uh, make a good scenery for people at a, uh, who's going to be invited or or attending Super Bowl parties. So, um, uh, be willing. It was a, a damn good show today. Um, we saved the best for last, if you ask me, with the Mayweather and Roy Jones talk compared to the showcases that were at hand today. Uh, but um, pretty good, man. Um, the rest of the day, um, I know you're going to be chilling, but uh, hope you have a good one out there, my man. Um, put your coat on and just blast that heater, whatever you got to do. Hopefully you stay warm out there, man. But um, uh, the rest of the Sunday, man, I know we'll be talking about what happened on Wednesday. Um, and uh, I, I can't wait to do it again, my man. So uh, what what you got planned for the rest of the day, brother? Oh, man, just going to be chilling, watching the game, eating some food, relaxing, man. So, uh, yeah, catch you boys next week. See you on Wednesday for that Will and Wilts show. There it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank my man Janelle for joining us giving us his part and his take on some of the things that's going on in the sport today. No love for Tyson Fury. <laughs> um, but no, uh, in all seriousness, uh, all seriousness, uh, I appreciate it, man. Um, the feedback continues to grow. appreciate every bit of it. And um, you already know, man, if you're rocking with us, we're rocking with you. So um, hope everybody has a great Sunday. If you're going out, Uber, because uh, the blueberries and cherries will be hot today because they all know that, uh, those Cheeto finger, uh, barbecue finger, loud mouth from the bars at Buffalo Wild Wings or wherever it may be, who's going to be saying, oh, why don't they go for that on 4th and 20? Spitting their shit all over from drinking too damn much. Uh, it's probably going to be a field day early in the year. Um, so just be careful out there, people. Don't want to get in trouble or uh, injure yourself or others. So hopefully everybody has a safe Super Bowl Sunday. And um, we will be back next Sunday at our regularly scheduled time um, with the Boxing Talk, and we will be on Wednesday, as Willa mentioned. Willa and Will's show, we'll see what kind of craziness we have to talk about in the world going on outside of uh, the Boxing Talk. Uh, but for myself, for Willa, for Janelle, everybody from the Outsiders Boxing Podcast family, well wishes to all. Have a great time for the rest of your day and a great week. Make the Monday this Monday better than last Monday. And we will be back on Sunday covering up everything in the crazy sport world of boxing. Everybody take care. Outsiders Boxing Podcast, and we are out of here. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.